now you can stand up for real. <laughs> Let's do our confession. I decree and God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills a calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills all these resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Sadek. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadek, the Lord God is your God. You belong to God. I see in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you that even as we study your word, and God, you are leading us by your spirit. I thank you that you're ministering by your spirit unto our lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. Shake a hand of somebody next to you. Tell them, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, there is one bus that we were looking at, you know, unfortunately, when we got there, it was sold already. So we are trusting God, you know, uh, for <coughs> uh, that God will lead us to the right, you know, bus. Yeah. Uh, so should we find one good, you know, bus this week, we will add you know, another bus this week, this coming week. Hallelujah. You know, so we, 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 are, we are trusting God that God, you know, I believe that you're providing finances for it. I believe that you're leading us to good transport. You know, that would uh, be, you know, foolproof. Foolproof, right? I don't know. I don't know how to explain, but that will be foolproof. Uh, I don't want to say another word that I'm thinking, you know. But you know, that's what I'm trusting God for. Right. Uh, let's open our Bibles and we turn to Ruth chapter three. <coughs> Ruth chapter three, and we will start reading from verse. 7. So we're going to read verse 7, verse 8. Verse 9 is our focus uh, tonight. Now, we are continuing on our subject, hide yourself under God's shadow. You 
know, under the, under the shadow of God. You hide yourself, you know, under the shadow of God. So this is part two uh, today. The Bible says, And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lay down. And at midnight the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. Now, I want us to look at the story of Ruth, and uh, which is saying a lot about our lives, you know, the story of Ruth. Now, we see here uh, in Ruth chapter 1, you know, that there is a man named Elimelech. His wife was Naomi. And Elimelech took his wife, and he had two sons. And uh, there was famine in Israel. So they went to the land of Moab because there was drought in Israel. So he says, no, in Moab there is food there. It's raining. We'll be able to survive. And so they went now to, uh, you know, to the land of Moab. And when they were there, he died. And uh, but before he died, his two sons got married to their sons, to their daughters, to the Moabite women. And so, uh, Opa and Ruth. So Elimelech died, and his two sons later on died. And so Naomi was now left with the two daughters-in-law. You know, this that, you know, when you stay where God has called you, there is protection. I believe with all my heart that had Elimelech stayed in Israel, even though there was famine, he, would not, he wouldn't have died. His two sons wouldn't have died prematurely. He would have grown all of them to good old age, you know, and die when their time had come, you know, not pre uh, prematurely. Are you with me? And so uh, it is very much important to stay in the will 
see where God, God had called them as Israelites to stay in the land of Canaan, you know, to be there. And uh, there was protection of God right there. So we need to learn that we should never unplug ourselves from where God has planted us. And let me tell you, the devil will always try to unplug you. Because when you get yourself off from where God had planted you, he knows that wherever you will be, you will be at a disadvantage point. And so, but when you stay where God had planted you, you are at that advantage point. And that uh, you are, you know, already things are working out fine for you by just staying where God wants you to be. So that is an important thing that we should learn You know, when I first went to Christian Family Church, I didn't know the church. You know, uh, somebody invited me, and so they took me uh, to the church. And I got there, and I was far somewhere in the back, you know, and it was praise and worship. I was flowing, you know, enjoying praise and worship. And then they told me that, no, that Sunday there's a guest speaker. Now, I don't know the the pastor of the church, and so I wouldn't know who is the guest speaker and who is the pastor of the church. And so during praise and worship, two men came. There was, you know, like when the stage is here, somewhere there's a door, you know, a door open, and two men came, and they sit on the chairs, uh, and rather they stood in front of the chairs that are there. And I didn't know, you know, who is the guest speaker here, who is the, uh, you know, the pastor here. Yeah. But the Spirit of God in me, you know, pointed out to Apostle Theo, and he said, that's your father. I didn't know. Is this the guest speaker from America? Or is he, you know, the resident pastor? Yeah, it's only when, after praise and worship, that he went up, you know, to welcome the guest speaker. That, oh, okay, he's a, he's a pastor here. You know, but that time, God spoke to me and said that, here is your father. Yeah, that this is your father. And I have well understood that, and I have kept to that that this is my father. Now, there were many opportunities that came uh, that tried to get me and detach me from my father. There are things that happen, people said some things, some lies about me, just to get me that we would not flow with Apostle Theo. And there are uh, things that happen, I mean, from within the church, people spoke lies and 
you know, also from outside the church. I mean, I was coming from Tembisa, you know, the pastors there, they say, you know, you're supporting a white man. This is before new dem uh, before democracy. You know, you're supporting a white man. You know, you must bring your, the, your money right here. Collocation in right talk. Oh, it's a good trip. I mean, there were a lot of things that uh, people said that would have discouraged me, you know, from continuing being a member at Christian Family Church. Yeah, but I, I knew, you know, I thank God that if ever there is something that God has helped me is when I hear God, I stay true to what I hear, irrespective of whatever contrary thought or whatever contrary thing that might arise. You know, that as long as I had God, you know, that this is what we need to do. Uh, that God has given me that grace to stick to that and say nothing will separate me. Yeah. And so there was a time where when we were here now, started a church here, that my name was also deleted from the mailing list. That's how bad things were. Yeah. But uh, when I heard that, oh, there is a conference. Said to Pastor Luis, we are going there. The whole week we'll just go and sit. We're not going to do it. We'll just go and sit. This is where God planted me. I will never allow anybody to take me away from this. And so we were nobodies. Uh, we are still nobody, but we were more nobodies <laughs> that time. <laughs> in the crowd, you know, and uh, just sitting there, you know, and just enjoying the service. Yeah. Because I knew that, you know, I don't want to get out of the will of God. If I, if I embrace this offense, you know, I take it, I say, oh, look at, this is what is happening. You know, this is what is happening, and so forth. And, you know, I would have missed the plan and the purpose of God about my life. I wouldn't be where I am today. So, staying under the cover is critical. Are you hearing me? Yeah. So, staying where God has called you. And let me tell you, there will be many opportunities for you to be offended. The devil will make sure that he brings that across your path. To be offended and say, I am, I am detaching myself. You know, I am going, I will go and find another father. You know, I'll go and, you know, fine. But, if God has planted you at a particular place, you need to guard that with both hands. And so it was so bad, you know, but I knew that, you know, God has called us, you know, and God said to me, always taking me back, I think it was still uh, 1983, I think, you know, 
Today, by the way, it's my birthday. It's my spiritual birthday. I am 39 years in the Lord today, the 8th of May. Hallelujah. Eh? Thank God for His grace. He has kept me for 39 years serving Him. It has been wonderful. Anyway, so I remember 1983, you know, somewhere there, that God spoke to me and said that this is your father. Never detach from your father. And so I remained, and I remained faithful, you know, and I was there, you know, uh, in the church, in the conference, you know, I was there, and, you know, God started to work things out. You know, and and, you know, up until, you know, we got so close. And I remember, you know, Apostle Theo invited me to, you know, stay at his house, you know, in one, one of the time. And that was the time that I was able to open up to him about this. And I realized that probably a lot of lies have been uh, uh, you know, shared, uh, you know, uh, or told him. And, but I'm glad that we're having great relationship today. You know, I'm, 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 I'm you know, I'm, I'm always making sure that, you know, he's my father. You know, he's my father. And I will honor him as my father. You know, I don't, we, we, you know, I mean, Every week, he would send me messages twice, maybe or so. So we communicate, you know, regularly. Yeah, but I don't take it for granted that now it's my my core past, my whatever, you know, uh, uh, you know, my co-equal. He will never be my co-equal yeah. because the moment I take it for granted. You know, I am losing that anointing that God has bestowed for me. So I always make sure that uh, I, there is no cross line here. He's my father. You know, and I would always respect and honor him as my father. You know, when I'm meeting him, I don't go there empty-handed. I prepare a gift. You know, and every time I've met him, always present a gift. You know, that, you know, uh, because I, I, I know spiritual principles. I know what's happening. So I honor them. I do that. You know, and uh, so we have seen the grace of God upon this church. We have seen the grace of God upon our lives. You know, we have seen the grace of God in many ways. And then a lot of it, I attribute it to the fact that I never dislodge myself from where God planted me. That I attribute it to that, you know, that where God has placed me, you know, uh, yeah, I stay there. 
that I remain there. And I respect. Yeah. When, when he speaks, I respect that. At times, remember one time he called me, wanted me to do something, and I think it was around, you see, America, uh, the time zone is different. Eh? You know, the evening it would be like midnight here. You know, and so it was around, around 12 o'clock, or one, you know, called and said, you know, uh, you know, wanted me to do something and uh, because he wanted to prepare it for, you know, he was preparing for the Sunday message. So he wanted to, so I said, no, it's fine. You know, I will go. And I, I got out of bed. I went to my study and I went on it. Took me about two hours, around 12, 2, 2 o'clock, I send it. You know, and uh, that's it. That's my father. You understand? Yeah. That's God has planted me there. Yeah. And I will remain faithful. There is no message that he preaches that I don't listen to. Yeah. There's no message that you can say, oh, Apostle Theo preached this message and I don't know it. I listen to every message. When it, like today it was uh, it was Pastor Bev, eh? Dr. Bev who was preaching. Already when we were coming, I listened to the message. You know, at times I listen it twice. When I feel like, you know, I didn't get, you know, I listen, I would repeat it. You know, listen to the message. You know? And so, why? Because I am connecting to the anointing. It's very important. It's very critical. So staying where God has called you is an important thing. You are saving yourself. You are hiding under the wings of the Lord. You are saving yourself from a lot of challenges. A lot of challenges. And I always say this, that, you know, to Apostle Theo, his suggestion, to me it's not a suggestion, it's a command. I take his suggestion so serious that it's a command. And then he's always, you know, gentle, you know, that yeah, maybe you can do it this way or you can, you know, do you mind doing this? And he won't force himself. But for me, you know, I take it to it's a command. I act on it. I act on it. Are you with me? Yeah. And I mean, when I asked him for a foreword, there he, I, I sent him the manuscript, he read it, and there are some things that he was not comfortable with in the book. And he said, maybe you can uh, do it uh, this way and so forth. And, and he was taking time, you know, to... Uh, and then Pastor Luis was saying, you know, what are you going to do? I said, I'm not going to publish the book until I get a go-ahead from him. It will stay there. I won't, I won't publish it. I won't print it. I won't do anything until we come into agreement. And he, he called me and said that, you know, about this, you know, look at my book on uh, this uh, aspect, you know, maybe you can change this and so forth. And, and so I did all of that. You know. 
And that's when, after we have done that, that's when, you know, I published the book. So that is how important it is in my life. It's, it's, it's important. And I've seen the grace of God upon my life. I've seen the grace of God upon this church. I mean, you are all witnesses of what God... Yeah, people are saying, how possible it is that every week you are dedicating a building. You know, you have built, you, you have done this. That is the grace that I'm talking about. It's a grace. Now we are changing, we are buying, you know, transport. It's a grace. It's a grace. Yeah. yeah. If you don't think it's a grace... You go somewhere and try to do it. You will notice that it takes grace. Yeah. Takes grace. And so, staying where God has called you to be and submitting and humbling yourself don't tell yourself you know. You don't know anything. Yeah. You stay there, you learn. Yeah. And I am a Christian feminist. I, I don't say I know. I go there, I sit down, and I learn. I learn a lot of things. Are you with me? And then, uh, one more thing is this, that you know, uh, in my life, you say, yeah, if you persist, you're trying to influence me against my father. And so I just cut myself away from you. Yeah. There are people that I don't, I no longer relate to, simply because when I am with them, you know, there, there, would be, there would be something negative that they would say about Christian family church. And so I don't want to defile my spirit. So I cut myself, you know, on it. You keep your peace, I'll keep my peace. And so, uh, why? Because the devil would send people to you to try to influence, you know, you negatively against your spiritual parents, against where God has planted you. Because he wants to dislodge you from where God has planted you. And so you need to be very careful. Yeah, you need to be very careful, really. Yeah, that, uh, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, that when we are closer about Christian family church, I am cutting myself in the will of God. I treasure being where God has planted me, where God has called me to be. I treasure being there. I don't take it for granted. Yeah, because 
when you are in a place for a long time, you think that you know. And you start to uh, make things, take things for granted. And then, you know, you no longer treasure things. Yeah. And because you don't treasure things, you know, it's easy for you to be where God wants us to be. Either we switch it off or we fix it. So, a wouldn't have died prematurely. You know, if God, if he had stayed, even when there is famine, he remained. Uh, people left the church, and you see, there is no problem if, if a person feels that, oh, you know, I think I don't want to be in this church. I want to be in another church. It's fine. Well, release, you won't have a problem. But now, when you come and now you try to influence other people, you're fighting God. That is why it will never go wrong. It will never go right. When you definitely. Because you're trying to, God has planted people here. When I was you come, you want to play God. Say, I don't think you fit here. You know, that Pastor David, that Apostle, I, you know, he's not no longer okay. He's no longer hearing God. Yeah, he's no longer anointed. And when he prays, nobody's falling. You know, so you don't need to stay there. Go and be somewhere else. Dangerous thing. It's a very dangerous thing. It's even better when you just go quietly, peacefully go instead of you coming and taking people, influencing people away. It's not right. Are you with me? You know, where God has called you to be, it's important. And to, you know, to be right in the will of God. Yeah, we were talking with Pastor Luisa yesterday, and I was telling her, I said, you know, uh, when when uh, I proposed her, you know, to get married, <laughs> because this proposal didn't, you know, Yaka was specific to get married, <laughs> and uh, that, you know, that. Uh, it's because uh, you know what was critical to me was is this God is this God yeah. and since it's God I said I am going you know yeah I am I am in it, on it everything you know hands feet yeah, everything. I am there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and I was saying this to her, I said that, you know, look at all the years that we have been married. I'm grateful to God. You know, and I'm grateful to God. It's because of God. 
that is what must be imported in ka eyesight eyesight yam lella here there is hunger there there is plenty you better go there or here you will die whereas here he was going to leave but because of eyesight he went next to the people you know who were homosexuals at this place the people the men came and knocked on the door wanted to kick down the door and say eh, we want the men eh we want the men that came here got into your house so that we can sleep with them what do you call that eh homosexual yeah homosexuality that's what it, homo means the same you are male and a male is the same homo that's why it's homo if it's not the same it's hetero never created homo yeah are you with me yeah so, uh, so i'm just i'm just telling you what the bible is saying yeah it's in the bible yeah i'm reading what it's in the bible don't take me to newspapers and say i'm homophobia whatever no i'm just telling you what the bible is saying Yeah, you take it up with God if you have a problem, you know, with it. And so they kick and say we what? And then the Lord said that gentlemen, at least let me give you my two daughters. They want to sleep with angels. Eh? That's abomination to to the highest level. slain with blindness you know in the morning god said you know uh, the angel of the lord said that lord get your us and and he tells them that you know what you better go back i am going back to my place because i have heard listen to what she says i have heard that god has visited his people you know that there is plenty there it might look dry but definitely you know as long as god in it the dryness will turn into plenty and so you know the other one said fine i'm i'm staying going back remaining here in uh, moab i'm staying with my uh, my family here and Ruth said that I am going with you. I'm embracing your God. I'm embracing you know what you represent. I am going with you. you know? And she went. When they got there say, "Oh, you're back Naomi." And say, "Please don't call me Naomi, call me Mara." You know, because uh, because of bitterness. Mara means bitter. You know, because life has been bitter. to me you know and then uh, now they were poor they don't have land they don't have anything you know the husband has had died the two sons have uh, died 
so they can't work the the uh, uh, the land. They can't do any. They are poor, poor, and so during a harvest time, now th what the poor people would do, yeah, when like I own this is a farm, you know, and my workers will be here, and when they are working, you know, God had ins instructed them that you must leave. Don't harvest everything, but leave some for the poor. Yeah. So as they harvest, you know, there will be smaller patches that will be left. So the poor people will go up after the harvesters. And whatever is left, you know the leftovers? Yeah, they will pick up the leftovers. And I'm, I'm so much happy about this woman now uh, uh, Ruth that she was obedient to her mother-in-law whatever the mother-in-law said she did and that's what we're talking about here you know that your leader you know when your leader says something take it serious don't don't play with it take it serious are you with me yeah and so, uh, so they were doing that. And now, next time, uh, Ruth, uh, Naomi tells Ruth and say, you know, my daughter, uh, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go into the farm, you know, and <coughs> after, I mean, before then, she had told her that, Please just stay in the farm of Boaz. Don't go somewhere else. And he said that this is the kinsman redeemer. Now I need to explain what that is. You know. And because he says here that spread your wings over yourself, for you are a redeemer. You know, a kinsman's redeemer. Kins meaning the next of kin, eh? the close relative. Yeah. Kin's man redeemer, meaning the one who, who the closest in the relative, the land, distributed land. You know, Joshua, I think. Is it Joshua or Moses? Distributing land you know, that <coughs> they gave to the sons, you know, uh, the tribes, the sons. And then there were two girls, the daughters. Eh? Eh, they came, they said that, but, eh, you know, we are daughters, you know, does it mean that we are not going to have any inheritance? I think it's Moses. You know, he went to God and inquired to the Lord, God, what should we do, you know, in this situation? God said that they are correct. You know, you need to give them the land. Now, why did he have to go to God to inquire about it? Because culturally, that the land was given to males. Yeah. So the husband would get the property, you know, and not only the land, everything, property as a whole, would be given to the males yeah, and uh, the sons. So that is why it was 
the highest cry of every woman you know that if I can have a son because they know that even when the husband dies when there is a son at least he is, she is secured because what happens is uh, if you are married your husband has all the property when he dies and there is no son the brothers will come and take everything from you they also take you but now when you are married and the husband dies and you have a son they can't take anything because everything of the father goes to the son and the son will look after you as his mother so that is why they were praying for sons a son giving birth to a son was an important thing you know it meant protection for them it meant that they will be secured also you know in uh, socially you know they have a good social standing they are secured in the future and so forth so that is what was happening now can you now now this is what would happen is that uh, now can you imagine the situation that Naomi was in there was no both his sons have died his husband has died yeah so he does not she does not have any inheritance and now she's coming with another female double trouble yeah no hope for her and she is just the poorest of them all and so uh, and now when we talk about the kinsman redeemer this is what we are saying yeah. okay let me back up a bit that uh, if maybe you are married yeah, and uh, your husband dies and then you don't have any son then the relative would come eh a male more like marry you and raise children but those children it's, it's they are not his children they are the husband the brother's children yeah it's it's complicated Are you glad that you're living in today's you know life? And so that is if you did not have you you, you know when the husband died there was there was no son. You know, then he will raise the family of his brother. And so that he will be called the kinsman's redeemer. Are you with me? He's coming. He's a closest relative. He's redeeming the family, you know, of a relative, a close relative. He is the redeemer. So here it's Naomi. He now she now tells Ruth and say, Ruth, go to Boaz. And when you get there, 
you know you see when people go to the they at times sleep there he says you get there and then uh, when he goes you know he goes to sleep yeah. you go when maybe he's sleeping you go right at her feet at his feet yeah and you just uh, get the uh, blanket whatever to cover you are you with me now with that uh, Naomi was saying that you are making a step that you are the one to redeem a Limelex family. Survive and not only survive, but we do well. You are the redeemer. Are you following me so far? Yeah. And so thank God for Ruth because she went. You know, obeyed her mother-in-law. You know, she went, and then uh, she. That's where we read. You know, Boaz was eating and drinking, and then she he fell asleep. You know, and Ruth went in. Yeah. Look at verse eight again. Can you pick up verse eight? Came softly, and uncovered his feet and lay down. He got in right at the feet and lied down right there. You know. And then the following verse, you know, at midnight the man startled and turned over and behold a, a woman laid at his feet you know, in his covering. You know, and he said, who are you? And she answered, I am Ruth, your servant. And this is what this next sentence is what is critical. It says, spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. So, we might be thinking that she is saying that, you know what, uh, I've just come under your cover you know, please keep me warm. But it's a message that mother-in-law are struggling, you know, while you are there. You know, can we come? She's actually saying, can we come under your covering? Can we come under your covering? Yeah. And look at the following verse. And how did he respond? Yeah. Immediately after that, and he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first. In that, in that what? You have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. Continue. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. So she's saying, 
I'm going to do like you ask. Maybe let's continue reading. You know, and now it is true that I am a redeemer. He says, yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. There is a more close relative who can redeem you. You know, and so remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, good, let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. He says, just relax. You know, what you have asked me, we are going to do it in the morning. Raising her under his covering. That you're going to be under my covering now. You know, I'm embracing you. Now, embracing her under his covering meant what? It meant that he's going to provide for them. It meant that all his riches now will go to them. You know, will be uh, theirs. Her, you know, Ruth and Naomi. You know, it meant that they will never go hungry ever again. It meant that they will have a good social standing. It meant that they will be protected in times of danger. They are covered. They are no longer vulnerable, but they are covered. It meant also, it meant also that through Ruth, they will be the next generation. And when we read the book of uh, Ruth, what happened? When they, after they got married, you know, they had a son by the name of eh, Obed. Remember? You know, and then Obed grew up and he had a son by the name of Jesse. And Jesse grew up. He had a son by the name of David. And we know down the line we have Jesus right there. And now, let me close by this. This is very much important. Listen to this with both ears. If you are listening with one ear, now open both ears because this is very important. And this is what I'm saying. We were like Elimelech. We were like Naomi. We were like Ruth. We were foreigners. We had, you know, uh, because of Adam and Eve sinning against God. See, Adam and Eve were like Elimelech. They left the Garden of Eden. They left, they left the land of their, of their inheritance. They went somewhere away. So we moved away from God. And God had to send a redeemer. You know? and, but we need to understand this, that you know, uh, us standing here today, we are like, Ruth, you know, and Naomi, when we heard the gospel that there is plenty in Israel, 
you know, that the Lord has blessed his children, you know, that I can be saved. We move from the dark places. We were sinners, you know, we were following the devil. We were lost, you know, and we move from Moab, from the land of, uh, you know, of, of, uh, uh, you know, of Moab, a land of darkness, a land where there is no saving of God. And then we came uh, to God. And when we came to God, you know, we started to glean Jesus. And then we are there at the feet. And then we say, if you can just be my redeemer, you are my redeemer, extend your wings over my life. Extend your wings over my life. In other words, let me stay under your covering. You are my redeemer. Let me stay under your covering. Let me hide. Let's go back to that verse. You know, uh, is it verse 9? You know, uh, you know, it says, no, yeah. He says, who, he asked him, who are you? And she said, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. Spread your wings over your servant. You know, he's saying that, you know, let me hide under the shadow of your wings. Let me hide right there. And so church... You see, if Ruth had decided to get out of the wings, you know, of Boaz, he wouldn't have had an inheritance. He wouldn't have had a son. He wouldn't, life would continue to be bad. And that is what happens with so many Christians. You know, they come, you know, under the wings of Christ, under the wings of the Lord, and then after getting warm, for one hour or two hours, they think that they are fine. They can make it on their own. And they get out of their wings, out of the covering. They go. They say, I don't need you, Boaz. I don't need you, Jesus. I will I'll make it on my own. And that's when the world hit them. Hey. My 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 finger does not want to do that. them because they got out of the covering of the Lord. And so whatever happened, let me say this, you are safe under the covering of the Lord. When you're saving God, you are safe. Even when it looks like there is famine here, it's a better place than where you are looking, that the grass is greener there. Here in the Lord, under the covering of the Lord, it's a better place. It's a better place. And so we need to hide. We stay there and we hide under the covering of the Lord. And thank God that 
Ruth hid herself in under the covering together with Naomi. Yeah, that from there they never lacked anything. They were taken care of. Yeah, their future was bright. Everything turned out okay because they stayed under the shadow of God's wings. Under the covering that God had prepared for them. Yeah. And so my encouragement to all of us is this that let us learn a lesson from Ruth and let us stay under the covering. Never ever desert the Lord. Never ever move away from God. Never ever forsake the Lord. It does not matter what happens. Stay in the Lord and stay where the Lord has put you. You stay in the Lord. You keep on serving God. And then you serve Him where He has called you to serve Him. You stay there. I'm telling you that it has all the blessings. And so this is very much important to all of us. Because there are a lot of things that are happening, you know, and you wonder, but why are Christians suffering this much? It's because we are not staying where God wants us to stay. And, and you know, when we preach a message like this, people will, will be thinking, oh, the pastor wants people to remain in the church. It's not about me wanting. It's God wanting you to stay where he has called you to be. If he has not called you to be here, then be where he has called you to be. The best thing is that you be where God has called you to be. That's your covering. Amen? That's your, you see, that's why we will never ever steal or try to influence anybody who is serving God in another church, try to, to say, come to our church. We will never do that. I haven't done that over years. Yeah. All the time that I've been pastoring, I, I refuse to influence anybody away from where God has called. People, when they come, they come because they sense themselves, is themselves that, you know, I sense that I need to come here. It's not because I went and influenced them. Ah, you know what? Our church is better. It has two, three screens, you know. And then, you know, there is a placard. Our pastor, did, has your pastor written any book? Our pastor has written a book. You know, you need to come to our church. You know, all the gimmicks that are that are thrown out there. Yeah. See, never do that. Never do that. Yeah. We need to reach out to the lost. People that do not know Jesus, those are the ones that we are to reach out. Yeah. You, we don't go into somebody's dam and feast there. We don't do that. So, so uh, the priority, stay in God. Stay where God, number two, is stay where God has called you to be. It is better. It is safe. It will go well with you. You are under.
Can we say this? Father God, thank you for teaching me, for training me to do what is right all the time. I will stay in you. I will serve you with all of my heart. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God, that by your grace, you're helping me to serve you and to live for you. In Jesus' name.